Hello and welcome to episode 25 of season 2 of LOI Weekly and we are here in the Airsport building in Dublin. Myself, Johnny Ward and Dan McDonald as ever and we're going to have some audio from Paul O'Connor from Bray Wanderers and Drogheda United manager Tim Clancy. Uh, both clubs with plenty of stuff to talk about in terms of off the pitch and on the pitch. At the moment we're on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, I'm at, we're at LOI Weekly on Twitter. And uh, slightly shorter show today, Dan. It's an uh, express show. It's an express show, like the Express people. Tesco, um, which kind of falls in between like your local store and like a proper Tesco. R- rarely has what you actually You want. never know what you're looking for no, in Tesco. You never know what you'll get. I, I was actually got lost in one yesterday looking for a box of Ferrero Rocher. And, Presumably uh, for yourself or the chocolate. Yeah, I just wanted to go home and have yeah. a binge like a yeah. something, Father Ted back in the day. Yeah. Um, she no, had her troubles. She did. Yeah. I'm not sure how it ended up for her. Mm. She she later appeared in a, an ad for Board Gosh with um, or an ad for gas anyway with Daniel O'Donnell. And um, she, right. she basically turfed him out because he was going to fix her gas without having the proper... Um, oh, I, I yeah. saw that ad. Was that mm. really her? Yeah. That was her, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's the Tesco Express for you. you but know. I'm off to Galway Races and I have a 115 train, so it's a shorter show today. Under, um, it's a, under a bit of pressure. I'm off to Cyprus tomorrow. Yeah, and so, uh, we're going to have to have a good chat about that because I think we slightly disagree on the first leg as well. To a point, yeah. To mm. a point. I mean, yeah. So we're heading off to different parts of the world. 30, 35, 36 degrees where I'm going. A lot of real tans, a lot of fake tan where you're going, John. Mm. Say later this a lot week. of fake tan, yeah. And when it rains in Galway, it kind of it runs down the track like um, kind of slurry. Yeah, you know? like what would you just what would you call that going description? Um, it'd be probably soft to heavy tanned in places. Or like that, <laughs> you know? But uh, what's the story, Dan? How was your weekend anyway? Yeah, it was grand. Yeah. At any games? I was no, I was at a wedding on Friday. So I was at a wedding on Friday. John. We have to recap. We have to. We have to recap. Well, maybe we should just throw back to uh, a special segment in, in last week's show. The predictions. We had the break court predictions, and we decided to mix things up a bit. I, I I'm gonna say, and this is this is a bit out there now. Express I, predictions. Express I'm gonna predictions. say Cork are gonna beat Bray. Yeah, that's a big call. I'm gonna go with you on that. Yeah. I was at the corresponding game when it was five nil, four five nil. I think this could be. Pretty big, seven or eight. Ah, no. Obviously. If they play anything like they did against Bowes, it'll be about fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go for. Can, can we? Can we actually do the prediction based on the score then? Yeah. So it's a special episode. A special episode. I'm gonna go Cork by two goals or less. That's two absolutely goals. insane. Though. Okay, it is. I, I, hence, okay. hence, that's my prediction. I tell you. I tell you what, right. I will forego the, the steak dinner is 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 kaput. It's gone. You don't have to pay for it if Cork don't win this by at least three. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. I think they'll I'll win by that. at least five. They they might well do, and yeah. you know, and 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 maybe they should. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to say actually to that. I I I was I was punting on Thursday and Friday on the horses, and I went to. I remember I was on the train out to the grounds, and by the time I got off the train in Bray from when I got on in um, Connolly. I'd lost another fair bit on the horses, so I was like, I, I can kind of save the week here. Just Cork need to win by more than two goals. And I rocked up the ground, and um, the first thing that struck me was uh, I was a little bit worried about the new chairman coming in, um, mm. Tim O'Driscoll. Niall O'Driscoll. Niall O'Driscoll. His brother, actually, I think Tim is a racing man. I, do, I don't know. You, you'd probably be aware of his colours. He would have had horse with Desi Hughes, I think. Mm. But um, they're, they're quite... They seem to be quite well regarded, but in any event, I was a bit worried about the bet because I think Bray are going to get a bit of um, 
yeah, bit of a boost, bump. like yeah, yeah. yeah and um, I think they did. And and when you came in the, to the ground, he not only had a leaflet for everyone, but his business card as well with his mobile number on it. And he basically had a leaflet saying, "This is your club. We need all the help we can get. Make it your club again, and so on and so forth." And under 14s, I think were free. And um, there was a, you could just tell there was a much better atmosphere. And there was over 800 at the game, which isn't too bad for Bray this season. It's, it's stepping stones. It's yeah. a lot better than what it's been. It's actually doubled their crowds they've had in recent <laughs> weeks. Yeah. treble even. Um, but all they have to do is get some of the people who've been effectively boycotting it back and yeah. be a bump. Then some kids. You know, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's rebuilding a club. Uh, he's bought the majority share from Jerry Mulvey, I think. Yeah, I, I mean... Which is probably yeah, what's we, we next could, to nothing. But well, yeah, exactly. Whatever. We, we sort of... You know, I'm not sure if I want to delve into the internal politics of everything that's going on at Bray, but, but the bottom line is that it's a positive step. However, it didn't end up being a very positive evening for you, really, in terms of how it all panned out. No, and, you know, obviously, I was, I was reporting on the game as well, so you have to be uh, professional and all that, but it was 3-0 at half-time, and I'm just like... You're, you're laughing. I think, yeah, we, I think just, you even got a message to suggest that, well, I mean... This a few it. people were saying, you Cause, know, because clear, over, yeah, 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 like the, the steak dinner uh, was, was in the bag. It was, the steak dinner was in the bag. And, you, wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't actually put the steak dinner from... Shani's in a doggy bag, though. No, nah, I, I think I'd eat it. Place. But although uh, you, you'd be, that time. Although you'd be, yeah, you, the, people aren't aware of your steak history. No, um, I hope they're not aware of the steaks I had on the game on Friday night as well, because uh, it was, <laughs> this was Just to be clear, this, GDP is the, of one this, of the time that, this was the time that we were down in Killarney, and... Um, <laughs> we, we know that story. No, we don't. The, 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 we don't. I, I, tell, I, I, have we ever told a story in the podcast? It has been told in the podcast. Has it? I'm pretty sure it has. I don't think it has. Let's, let's stick to the break. The time that you, you, we, we had a, we had Grant, a, we had a fancy meal. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't finish I, your fancy steak. Yeah, so you brought home the doggy, doggy bag You didn't, just, nightclub, you didn't just bring home the doggy <laughs> bag. You checked the steak into the nightclub and you got one of the little raffle tickets back and I was like, what's Johnny doing? And you were checking a steak in. It was put in the cloakroom. No, we've covered it off air. Certainly covered it in front of people that I had respect for. But, um, no, anyway, the respect the, for you is limited. Just, just to mention, then you, put, you brought it under the train the following day and yeah. you put it above in the compartment. A long time ago, Dan. Just yeah. to mention, though, uh, Cork. It was a long time ago when it was cooked when you edited two days later. Yeah, it was lovely. Cork, Cork didn't let up in the game. They just missed chance after chance after chance. And our good friend Johnny Dunleavy rocks up with about six or seven minutes to go, comes on left back. And uh, I was like, oh, it's Good great. to have him back. Great to have him back. First competitive game back. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't seem to be sincerity in the words. Didn't care, to be honest. I had no, no interest in, in how he got on at all because it was just like, you know, I have other things in my mind here. So the, one of the first things he did was he got the ball left back, turned on no pressure, turned back to play it back to either his fullback or McLaughlin and just completely screwballed it out of play for a corner. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, the world is conspiring against you. Know. Um, but then he warmed into the game and they missed two or three... Like, Gary McCabe did nothing for the whole game except a 30-yard screamer from a free kick. Um, but Cork were at it and then they briefly went top after... Um, yeah, they went top after that game. Yeah, the part, like, let, let's, let's not... Listen, let's, not everyone listens to this really cares about betting, so we can't make it to the betting podcast, but the, the perils of, you know relying on someone to win by a couple of goals when they didn't need to because no. they already won the game at half time and that's just the fear exactly you know exactly and that's, that's what happened but hey we're Bray were, we're very very poor we're off the hook I, yeah I, in that I, I i just i just think they i'd be very worried for for them in terms of catching limerick i think they look in they don't look good enough to be honest i can't see them picking up many points with that team mm. but but in fairness i just i really do want to mention the the fact that there's so much light at the end of the tunnel for them and everything that O'Driscoll is saying just seems to be so positive yeah. to me anyway he's do you from know much St- about him well, yeah, he's, he's, the he's been, yeah well, that, that's the huge background it's in st joseph's boys he's also involved in an insurance company that actually 
would do the insurance for players in the league. So he would have a relationship with the FAI. So, um, you know, I, I guess you're not you're not sort of doing a mad two plus two equation to figure out that obviously, you know, the FAI played some role um, in this. Um, and yeah, he made all the right noises. I said I wasn't I wasn't covering the game, but he came up into the press box. I think as well. He did, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, introduced himself to everyone and. Um, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. Like the, the base is so low there, and there's been so much going on, um, and so much juvenile stuff, really, that it's hard not to come across as any more uh, impressive than than some of the characters, some of the characters that had had been there before, and certainly some of the the behind the scenes stuff. More so from people who were involved maybe last year than this year, you'd, you'd have to say would be the mm, questionable stuff. But but. Uh, Bray just need to draw a line under it and move on to the next chapter. Now, I, I saw he was quoted extensively, I mean, in, in our newspaper at the end of today and, and, and other papers as well um, about maybe being realistic that, you know, you know, someone who's been involved in football for a long time, probably in the schoolboy side, has seen waste in the League of Ireland. So they're not going to come in and probably behave like some uh, League of Ireland clubs have done in terms of, as he mentioned, spending a thousand a week in a player. You know, we are Bray, we're not Dundalk or Shamrock Rovers, I think was the line, or words to that effect. So um, they just need to get back to basics. I, I've felt this all year that Bray being relegated would not be a disaster for them at all. Now, they, they will try and stay up, and, and you never know, but I mean, Limerick have got the rack together, so it's going to be very, very difficult. I don't uh, think even, I think the way he's talking, it kind of almost alludes to that. I think, I think, want to start but you know that. yourself, everyone listening to this who's a, a League of Ireland fan, um, which is probably all of our listeners, um, they, you know, they, they might have been involved or be fans of clubs that went down to a first division and actually had a galvanising mm. quality for them, that it's actually better to come up from the first than to be eighth or ninth in the Premier for a few years because it just gets stale. So mm-hmm. um, it might just, just be what they need to get down and, and be challenging for a first division title with a, a team that, that has some kind of I mean, local or some, some flavour in terms of people coming through from, from Joey's because obviously Bray isn't just Wicklow it's also it's an element parts of South Dublin South as well Dublin, yeah. um, but the fact that they have the connection with Joey's there which yeah. is a very you know th- that's what you want like yeah. that's you want some kind of uh, association between and I mean there's again I mean Bray owed money to St. St. Joseph's boys it's, it's been a complex situation uh, there uh, over the past, Neil O'Reardon had an interesting article. Yeah, about that, exactly. Mo- you know. and, and and it was raised with Frank Gavin last week mm. um, at the uh, the sort of the, the briefing that we had, um, and and Fran maybe didn't really like that line of questioning related to Bray and, and Joey's, but it is it's it's you know it's a fact. It's it's something that happened. So um, the the club is is hopefully. I mean, they had basically reached rock bottom in terms of, of credibility and, and um, you know, this sort of North Korean press release stuff from a year ago and even some of the sort of juvenile tweets earlier this year and they beat Rovers yeah. in one game, you know. Um, what I love about it is they're staying in the Carlisle grounds because I, I, I'm a bit of a traditionalist and I, 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 love going to, I love going to old football grounds and the Carlisle grounds is one of the best situated grounds in the country it's like by the railway line by beautiful Georgian houses it's a nice place to watch football if they redeveloped it rather than move into the outskirts or whatever which obviously was their controversial plan but it was a, it was an interesting weekend on the ground front as well really. well yeah I mean I don't think the, uh, that seems to be the plan although I mean I think he made some reference to of course if a new stadium I think came along you'd welcome it but yeah that mm. does seem to be part I mean it's a, that's the thing I mean, I mean the council owned the <laughs> grounds yeah. you know so they were trying to flog uh, a ground they didn't and, and yeah and um, I, I do sort of agree 
agree. Like I, I you know, there'd be a debate say around Dundalk and 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 you know ground and like I love having a you know a ground that's next to a train station that you can walk to. That if There's the club is yeah. if the club is functioning, like lads can walk to the ground, mm. have a few drinks, you Absolutely. know, bite the or whatever, and and not go out to like uh, you know some industrial soulless park sort of ten fifteen minutes drive away, which it's just it's not the, the Friday night buzz you're trying to build. And I think like in fairness to Bows, and we talk about that a lot this year, but also other clubs that when you're actually located in an area. You know, it's a hub of activity. It can it can do a lot for you. But we should, if we're doing Bray, we should probably we should probably hear from Paul O'Connor now because Paul played on Friday night. Because we've well, we've 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 mastered the art of WhatsApp audio now. Yeah, I mean this is I'm this a is a, revo- this is a revolutionary way of doing things when we just don't have time to get in properly. The, the wherewithal to actually type properly as well. If you're after a few points, you can just start sending people Recording. WhatsApp audio. Well, that's that's the reflection of. Yeah, but 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 we also we love Tim Clancy. But we spoke to uh, Paul, and um, these were your questions, actually, Dan. Well, I mean, I just I I, I mean, I, I sent them to you and asked to, to to send them on. It was just very basic. I think you, you we just wanted to get Paul's thoughts initially. The new atmosphere about Brave yeah, the new vibe, the atmosphere, and and also, I mean, how that contrasts with maybe the difficulty and the frustrations of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think obviously, I think there is a bit of a different atmosphere than the, obviously the last few weeks, maybe the last year or two there uh, certainly felt it the other day it was probably a pity that we came up against a very good Cork side for the first game under the new owner um, because uh, there was a bit of a different atmosphere there was a lot more um, kids at the game and probably had something to do with the fact that they were allowed in for free and there was a bit of a there was a few faces they probably hadn't seen before so we kind of wanted to put in a performance to make sure that they um all enjoy themselves and came back for the next game because um, we we'll certainly we we'll certainly need people more and more supporters at the games. Um, but uh, it was just unfortunate we came up against a very cork side who who came out flying and kind of took it away from us in the first half and made the second half a very tough job to come back into it. But um, but yeah, it certainly is. There is definitely a, a new feel about the place since the new owner um, took over. With regards to um, frustrations over the last couple of weeks, there certainly has been over the last couple of months. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think we can put down put that our our position in the league table down to that because you know we were in this position before the trouble started. Um, so where we are in the league is nothing to do with it. I think uh, that needs to be that idea needs to be kind of forgotten about because where we were in the league before all the trouble started is exactly where we are now. So. Um, we got sort of got ourselves into the mess that we're in, and it's up to ourselves to try and get it out. But obviously, the last month or two certainly hasn't helped. You know, there were some games in there that we needed to win that we on maybe our focus was elsewhere because there was so much stuff going on off the pitch and in media and stuff like that. So it probably wasn't ideal to have that stuff going on off the pitch. But I think um, it's all been cleared up now and sorted, and we can't really we don't really have. Uh, time to be using any other excuses um, we have to sort of forget all about it and try and make something happen in the next couple of months to see if we can get ourselves into that last playoff spot realistically I also asked Paul for his uh, hopes for the rest of the season with Bray uh, struggling at the moment uh, at the foot of the table yeah and exactly that just the last uh, the basically the last couple of months has to be focused on trying to get results. We have a few home games. We we feel that we're we're much better at home. Um, we've won all our games. We won the season. Have come at home, so we have to try and make 
you know, this this last couple of months a, a tough place for, for people to come into the Carlisle because um if we're to get out of this terrible situation then the only way it is possible is to make sure that our home form is good. Um we obviously got beaten the other night against Cork, which we wouldn't have we wouldn't we didn't exactly enjoy by any stretch, especially in the first half, but we certainly have a lot of uh, games to be able to try and hopefully make up some points and see hopefully other teams around us drop drop some points so we can try and make a, a stab at that last place in the playoff spot and that's the only way we've got to be able to focus realistically uh, over the next couple of months. It's the only thing we can do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, as you mentioned, they're trying to get into that playoff place, you know, second from bottom and uh, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, we'll run through maybe the rest of the results from last week. I mean, Limerick, Two Waterford one was a huge result in the context of that battle, because um, Limerick with ten men for a good chunk of that game. Um, mad game, mad game. Late this uh, goal. Uh, you see, we're here. We are on a, on a Monday. We haven't necessarily seen all the. We don't. We don't ever record on Monday, and so actually, uh, unless you've been sort of tapping into like illegal streams or something, you haven't mm. really seen none of us anything other than the game. You've had, or or obviously the the Shamrock Rovers v Sligo Rovers game, which was on air. Imagine see some highlights of that. Nine point gap though at the bottom now. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Paul mentions that you know they've all their winning has come at home this year, uh, and they need to start with that as a <laughs> as a base. But I think they have done Dundalk home is certainly coming up very soon. Um, so that they don't necessarily have like a real generous run of fixtures. I tell you um, what, though, Dan, just looking at them, they they don't have the players. They've lost a lot of players. Yeah, they I mean, just, you, they, they were very, very. The poor. way that they've played earlier in the season, you know, some of the positives you'd mentioned, say Corey Galvin or something like that. He's now Galvin, for Watford, Coughlin, you know, that freshness green. and you know Green. So it, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's not it's not really a startling prediction to say they're going to go down. You know, I mean, they're nine points behind with a, a squad that they they really can't add to. It seems so. Met Johnny um, Mack at the game. Yeah, get me a lift home. Was been away in the, Puerto the Rico, I believe. Yeah, he looked like one of them kind of, like one of them love hate characters who's coming back from like a holiday. Uh, where he'd been based in Spain, but he was coming back now. He's real all tanned, like you know, showing off his tan to everyone that was there. He comes into away the show for a month. I was. He, he comes into the show yeah, in like episode, episode five. Yeah, he's like, what's this? What's this guy going to do? Second season, and he 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 comes to me then. And he's like, come on, we're we're rushing out of the ground as it started lashing rain at that stage. It was very appropriate for my general kind of mood at the time. Yeah. and we had to walk around Travis. the back of the goal. And we get to his cab and he's like, oh, I, left the, I left the taxi light on. So he had the taxi light on for the whole game with the car parked outside the car light grounds with nobody in it. So there's some <laughs> that probably hating it. Like, where's he gone? The light is on. Like, but uh, great. He dropped, didn't, it didn't dropped, affect his battery, did it? Uh, it's, it started, but uh, he, he dropped me home in fairness to him. And, uh, you needed the free lift uh, at that stage, I'd say. I, did, I just didn't fancy uh, queuing for public transport. It's too much, too much in my mind. So I went for a few pints You're in okay. the local. You're okay. In Gerald Bryan's uncle's local. It's, it's a good thing you've got a score. good thing you got a week of Galway to uh, to yeah <laughs> to snap yeah the, the gloom. There was a mad game at the Brandywell because yeah. I, I tipped uh, um, Pats in this, so th- this was a disaster as well. Actually. Yeah, three late red cards as well, miss penalty. Thomas um, Byrne was among them, which yeah, is yeah. And I mean, I, I I sort of was listening to Conan maybe um, on the the Greatest League podcast suggesting that maybe his reputation played a part in it. Um, Again, we need to see these incidents, you know, um, to, to really get a proper handle on what happened. But, um, I mean, the bottom line is Jerry getting the show back in the road and Pat's losing again in Derry in a game that it sounds like they might, have, they might have let one slip. And again, like, it's sort of like talking about Bowes later in the, earlier in the season, sorry, that, and I mean, like we did Jerry last week and certainly there's games where they've been very unlucky, but like the bottom line is, you know, 
when you if you then start playing badly, you know, mm. it's hard to get out of that cycle. So their season, Pat's season has just sort of gone away, sort of petered away They're to no petered away to no man's land, exactly. Mm. And Derry are sort of back in it. Like Waterford are rocking a bit. I mean, what, there any chance Pat's could get dragged into it? Nine points no, on second last. No, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think. I mean, and we'll go to Shamrock Rovers, Sligo Rovers, the other game we haven't referred to. Well, we've done Doc Bowes obviously last night as well. You have Sligo Rovers, you know... Do Only you, two do you, points ahead of Limerick. Yeah, like, do you, do, you, do you... Well, in the context of your Pats debate, do you trust either or Sligo or Limerick or both of them to, to go on the kind of winning run that, would give, them, that would give them the amount of points? No, mm. the Pats, Pats would be fine. Um, the, the, the but Rovers, fine is fine. Like, mid-table, yeah. mid-table nothingness can be, can be difficult. Well, I think, I think the question... Well, of you the, have a cup. You have a cup to come, yeah. obviously, as well. Well, Liam Buckley's tenure does come under a little bit of scrutiny again. It's like, is it time for a change? Have they kind of reached the plateau under him? I yeah, don't know. I don't know, because they, they got the show really back on the road at the start of the mm. season, and it was a season, well, actually, this is the advertisement for stability. Um, One win in nine and yeah, eight defeats. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a bad run. Like, there's no, there's no way of sugarcoating that. Um, Shamrock Rovers' form has been one of the flying. major They're a point points. behind Waterford now. Yeah. And, I mean, there was a point where they were looking... Yeah, another like, clean sheet. They were looking... For, like, there was a point where they lost away to Pats, where they were maybe six points behind Pats or something, and miles off the European mm. places. And now you'd fancy them to get third. Actually, Waterford have sort of... I think Waterford have just lost a bit of their stability. Like, there, there are still signing players and, you know, a couple have left and... Around uh, the time of Alan Reynolds getting the attack, yeah, and, and they lost Vigaru, who was a big player, and um, they've they've they don't have that settled look that Rovers actually sort of have now. Even though they've brought in Watts and they've made changes, goal for Watts the other uh, night, and you've got you know Shaw coming in and scoring when Carr is maybe you know sort of taken out of the game, and, and he can bring in another threat. So I mean, Rovers are looking and good. And Darren for, Green, yeah, they're like Rovers are looking good for third. Um, um, and and this was the question is can Derry or someone do enough to, to actually overhaul Waterford? But there, yeah, there's going to be an interesting uh, subplot there, you know, below the title race. Um, but in terms of the title race itself, we've got uh, beat back Bowles on top. And going back top. Yeah, and didn't make any changes after mm-hmm. the European. Made one change, sorry, uh, with Massey and Jarvis. I find this, and that was in force. So I find this a bit strange considering the squad depth, and you're trying to keep players happy and like. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I thought there might be two or three. Um, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. I guess it just goes to show, and actually very similar to Cork, uh, this time last year when Cork were, were playing Larnaca around that time, that really winning the league is everything. You know, and I think around this time last year for Cork, um, I'm not, I mean, I know that Kenny's taken Europe extremely seriously this year, but I'm just saying there's not a case of let's rest a couple of legs with a view to the European tie. That's huge, and there'll be balls out for that this week. But there, there, he wasn't willing to risk um, some kind of complacency setting in or being seen to be complacent. And they did drop points around Europe last Robbie year. Robbie Benson made really that point them. there on the podcast yeah, last week. Yeah, I, he, he, I mean, Benson was taken off. But, I mean, Duffy played the guts of 90 minutes. Uh, no, played, played all 90 minutes. Um, I think he got Huben got a bit of a rest later on. But, you know, it's going to be intense heat and stuff, but they have to win that league back. I mean, winning the league is still the best route to European success. Without a doubt. You know, and uh, they're not going to sort of take the foot off the pedal when it comes to that. I mean, they do have a couple of cup rounds coming up now. You know, there's an EA Sports Cup next week and and, uh, an FAI Cup game with Cove. And, 
you know, you, you think there would be opportunities to rotate there if they are still going in Europe. Well, let's talk about that. So, um, I think we might have slightly different. Well, you, well, I mean, let's articulate your view then. What What did you think of the the game on Thursday? I thought that uh, I thought Larnaca were probably a little bit better than I remember them last season. Anyway, considering I had the preconception of them being coming cold from pre season and all that, but they they were good. They passed the ball very well and. Uh, but I didn't think Dundalk played well, and I, I thought it was the same as the second half in a way against um, Talon in that they just didn't have much of the ball. And now at the end, they, they kind of got on top. But D- Dylan Connolly in games like that, even though he was instrumental in one of their chances, like he just he just doesn't work. It, he, he does not work if, if, if you're playing against a rigid defence that doesn't want to concede a goal. Um, but that midfield, you know, it was another good performance by Shields. I didn't think Robbie Benson had a great game, and... Uh, Jamie McGrath seemed to be doing more actually defensively than attackingly, and there's, they, Hoban was isolated. They just mm. didn't really function. I think um, the, the, the two fullbacks couldn't get on the ball very much, but they never looked comfortable. And it was purely through the grace of God that they didn't concede because that first chance where Hormid and I think it was Hormid a brilliant block, and mm. um, they were completely exposed. Then they they also had the chance to back post where your man volleyed a wide in the second half, and they also had the chance where kind of. Cleary just lost his man. And, yeah, and, that, that actually looks yeah. like a much better chance in the ground than it did when On I watched TV. the replay. It actually, yeah. you know, Rodgers was reasonably in control. They, of didn't, it, they didn't dominate the game and they didn't no. have much possession of the ball. And the only, the, the, my main positive, the two positives that I would take is that they didn't concede. And I, I fancy them to get a draw over there. But secondly, Patrick McElhenney came on and I thought he just showed glimpses of... He did well. He got them up the pitch a small bit. Mm. But no, I, I think, you know... You were think, happy enough, were Well, you? it wasn't that I was happy enough. I think you said it was a dreadful half of football. Maybe that's the wrong word, but you, something along I those lines. I thought they were poor in the first half. Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying that they played particularly well. I just think, right, I mean, Robbie Benson, in fairness, he pointed out last week about the pitch and they, they had got the, the bits of extra rubber onto it. And Larnica were good. And, and I mean, ostensibly, they were weaker than last year in the sense that, you know, they're missing some of their big players, particularly in defence, the first choice defence not available. Um, they have a new manager who's coming into it. his first time ever in management, albeit um, you know very good playing pedigree. And who knows, like in, could be a great manager in years to come. And we're, we're, we're speaking about him, Iriola, um, who was nearly part of. He was in, like, playing international football for Spain during that very good generation, and just 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 dropped out about around 2011. Um, and like they were good, they were. Well able to like the to get around on dock and sort of not frustrate them because they were trying to play themselves. But I just sometimes think some of these games in Oriel, when the dog play a team that is able to match them sort of physically or able to match them in terms of their closing down and their you know their pressure on the ball when they need to. Sometimes the games just develop into that sort of stalemate. Stalemate, like it sort of happens, you know. And you've seen there's been games there where I've seen Rovers do it there. You know, you see the games with Cork there. Teams with that. an attack and threat as well. Te- teams with an attack and threat, yeah. but they can also they can also get around them and yeah. really. So there was no real space, like to. And you're right, like Hoopen ended up very deep, and uh, they just they he was sent off briefly. But they played badly. Remember, it reminded me a small bit of the game they played badly there the a couple all. of years back. Yeah, that there was just nothing happening in the game, you know. Mm. And I just think it'll be a different game away from home for a variety of reasons. And like, could I mean, he start? Larnaca handled the pitch. Well, too, it's not just odd. It sounds like you're making an excuse. Odd, the pitch affected it all. I mean, for them, it was it was just a bit of a. It was an intense game when you were there. It was sort of absorbing in its own way, but just it was just a bit of a stalemate. And I think it's sort of 
I think that all got into the mindset thing and just don't concede, don't concede. And that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, so I just wouldn't be madly critical of the display. I think it was just one of these things that circumstances led to have been a bit of a, you know, just to cancel each other out and let's see what happens on a different type of, in a different kind of surface and Jar- environment. Jarvis- they can break quicker and use Connolly and yeah, use, yeah. use some Connolly of the will be effective in the second leg, even if he doesn't start. I don't know if he will start now. Will he, will he start McElhinney, sorry? Could he start McElhinney and... So- I- Will they play McElhinney? Is he fit enough or will he use him in the same way? I thought he did really well when he came on. He just looked like that creative spark didn't Well, he, he was adamant last week that he wouldn't start uh, McElhinney, that he wasn't fit. He brought on, brought on, did well. But maybe, you know, coming into the game, well, if he wasn't 100% fit and it was a bit tight, slightly more stretched, although it wasn't that much stretch later mm. on, he brought him on again early against, uh, against Bowes. So he's probably you know, very tempted to do so because if you are talking about sort of warm weather over there you do not want to be you don't want the game to be you know you don't want to be on the chase the whole time and if someone can help you in that regard but I mean McGrath I think will possibly do better away from home too he just know? he did a lot of good defensive work McGrath, yeah, yeah. Like McGrath's been excellent this year so yeah there is there is an argument though if you think that the tie and, and like do you, do you think in terms of could this tie even go all the way or all you again. know do you have do you want to keep that Connolly option in reserve because he he could be a, a huge asset still if the game mm. goes particular if they come out and play a bit more see last year against Cork they had the one goal and they managed the second game very well and actually I didn't think Cork did too badly away but they they needed to do something and they weren't ever really didn't ever look like doing it um, they have to. They have to show a bit more intent, I guess. At some point, you're so going to go over there now. So I'm over there. You, yeah. Have you been Cyprus before? For oh, the Ar- I have. Ireland, oh, I was at the five two. I was yeah. at the famous five two. It was my first ever Ireland away game. How do you call it? And uh, I was there with a couple, another couple of years later as well. How do I call it? Yeah, I, I guess they I'll should s- score. Shouldn't they? I'll stick with what I said to someone who asked me before the first leg. I, you know that. I wasn't sure about the dog winning in the 90, but I, I think with a home draw, a scoreless draw, I think they've got a very good chance of going through. But I don't, Larnica were decent, I have to say. Yeah, I they were they're decent. I've heard the view expressed like the, from the dog side that, you know, if they end up playing Storm Gratz in the next round, I mean, Larnica could be as good as them, you know, like they're, they're, they're decent. I think, um, I think Storm Gratz, um, if they do get there, and Rosenberg, if, if that's what happens, gives Cork City a realistic chance of actually getting through. Um, don't yeah, like we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, like you know, Cork, you know, as I said, Cork maybe after a few weeks out of it, back into the league form, and there might be a. I don't know. I'd like to see how they how they approach the Rosenberg game at home. Um, I wonder will they approach it differently than they did the, the mm. leggy game. And anyway, we should move I on. So. Speaking, you know, sticking in loud. I guess there was um, some positive news last week. Now, I have to say, I'm going to add in my. Comment here. Caveat. It is it is sort of extraordinary how every year coming up to the AGM, the FAI AGM, good news. That uh, t- t- there seems to be like good news announcements uh, and, and press release with with a, a series of hailing of John. Oh, I, did, I don't know what you're talking about, John. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 completely coincidental. And I did at that point was met on social media last week, and I um I think it's uh, it's good that people are sort of aware of these things because um you know when there was a briefing last Thursday. And it was suddenly it was put back by a day, and then that draw announcement comes out, and we were told there's more to what come. What are you trying to suggest? I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to suggest. Yeah. It's it's almost as if it's almost as if uh, down at the AGM in Cork in a couple of weeks that if if there's a shadow of bad news in the League of Ireland, there that there will be announcements about 
new venues and new stadiums. New corner flags. I mean, as, as though, as though what, why is anyone complaining? Um, the important thing is that but John anyway. Delaney answered all the questions that he was asked last Thursday, you know, fully. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we spoke but, but, to but, Tim Clancy. Yeah, because, but, but let's step away from that. Um, it is good news for Drada that there's progress on their stadium because it is a long-standing problem. Um, and I mean, you know, Dundalk need to get their act, you know, their house in order. And and Drada were obviously getting sort of derogations in terms of their facilities as well that weren't good enough for a Premier Division ground at all. And um, I asked him this, this how news. significant the news was. Yeah, I think it's uh, great news for the club in general um, to be getting facilities in the new stadium. Uh, tied in with the FEI and the, the local council um, but it's not just good for the club as well I think it's good for obviously Trotton area and Loud in general and also for the um, football in the whole, whole of the country the more facilities that we can get uh, the better it'll be going forward and hopefully for the club's sake that when the stadium gets built I'm not sure when the time scale is to be honest but um, you'll probably find it'll be in the United Park for two, two and a half years maybe Um Hopefully it'll get done or get started as soon as possible and it's something positive to look forward for the people going forward. Um, it was badly needed as well. And um, When you look at the facilities that were on show at United Park and I suppose you want to try and make it as comfortable as possible for um, all sorts of fans to come along and the better the facilities are in a new stadium and you might be able to get more fans through the turnstiles then and I think Trotter have a, have a great opportunity now to push it and develop it and get into the community now and get it a bigger fan base going to games um, you might with the new facilities and all and it might be like seen as a fresh start and you can tap into the fact that it's the it's the biggest town in the country and it's definitely something that I think the club is looking at and if we can get the schools in the local area um, get the local people behind the club and who knows what will happen going on from there it'll obviously be an objective then for the club and an aim for us in general to, to get promoted going forward uh, we're not putting any pressure on ourselves at the minute and we had a result at the weekend that possibly we, we were looking to win the game down in Wexford and we had a lot of chances but couldn't get the ball in the net but um, where we're sitting at the minute is is probably way ahead of what we thought we'd be at the start of the year and we won't beat ourselves up too much and we have a huge game next week but we have five more league games and hopefully if we can get two or three maybe positive results it might get us into the playoffs and that'll be starting next week with Galway um, another, another big big game for us but uh, we're looking forward to it and aspirations for getting promoted. Well, listen, if it looks like UCD now will win the league and they've been the best team so far this year, so um, they deserve to go up. But after that, then whoever's in the playoff, probably the next five teams in the league have a chance to go to the playoff. And <clears throat> um, if we're in the mix, it'll be very tough to get past them teams. But obviously, second bottom in the Premier League will be a big challenge as well. So listen, we just hope that we're in, we're in the mix. Um, for the playoff place when they do come around in, in a lot of weeks and we'll take it from there and we'll see where we go Good man Tim he's uh, obviously made a, quite an impression when he was on the show but he's made a hell of an impression Dan um, with uh, Kev Doherty because Drada with the budget they have or I understand them to have are, are actually punching a bit above their weight this season um, but the results last week were Athlone nil UCD 1 Galway 3 Cabin Teeley 2 Two goals for Connor Barry from Portumna on a weekend when um, one of the Portumna men, Joe Canning, obviously was the main draw. But Connor's had a great season for Galway United, big win. Shelburne six, Longford one. That was a that was a mad. Yeah, result. I think the referee played a part in one of the uh, the key goals in that game. He was he was pressing high up the pitch as well. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. but I I just looking at Longford, I'm like. I mean, they've dropped to six, I think, now. It's the, they, this has been a poor season by the budget they 
almost certainly have relative to other teams. But Shells have pulled out some rabbits. Carl Moore mm. gets apparently the perfect hat trick on here, he says. Uh, I think he got left, right, and header. He's a player that's so massive for first division. Well, they, the Shells had a bit of new investment there, and mm. they're in Dublin, so they're always going to have a very good chance. And they've got Dave Henderson working on recruitment. And yeah. Like they've. they've you know they've got an opportunity to do well. I thought they might have pushed UCD in the second half of the season, but UCD have probably just you know in racing parlance they've sort of stolen a lead there. And yeah, they look a very good side solid. as well. They look like the best team. To be the, fair, I'll give the first season fixtures, then we will get our predictions for um, no 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 uh, no 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 boasting about like steak dinners this week. But Drogheda play Galway, Shells play Cove, UCD, Cavendish, Finn, Harps, Wexford all on Friday night and Longford at at Lone. Um, now. Premier Division predictions, Dan. Bohemians against Limerick, which is a, an intriguing game. Yeah, we've got four games this week, obviously. Don't mm-hmm. we? I think the Dock Rovers would have been on only for European commitments. Um, yeah, Bowes against Limerick. It is sort of a... Is it, is it must-win territory for Limerick? I mean, perhaps not. Um, for Bowes, it's a great opportunity to open a bit of a gap there and a, and a bit of security. But it's funny, we had Stephen McGuinness in talking about the United Limerick group... Um, they went to Pats and they were they went very close. They with ten men for a good chunk of the game against Waterford, they managed to win. Um, there's a balance of sort of experienced players, the spine and experience, and then these promising youngsters as well. And they seem to be pulling in the same direction. And yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, bows are a bit up and down. Uh, I think I think Limerick for a draw. Draw. I'll, I'll go for a home win um, without much conviction. Pats against Bray. Um, I'm still going for a Pat's home win there. I, I know Bray, have, we've, we've discussed Bray earlier, but poor side. it's a perfect chance for yeah. Pat's to get the show back in the road. Watford at home to Cork. What a game this is. Yeah, when you consider what an epic game it was the first time round. You were at that. In the league, yeah, the sort of the the, 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 the late skirmishes. And uh, like Watford's season is still a great season. It just, it's just lost a small bit of momentum that they had going. Uh, and they've had like the near miss against Rovers. They've had two like agonising defeats, and maybe it's a great game to just galvanise. You know, to, using that galvanise word again to pick, you know, to pick them up and get them going, and presumably a good crowd in. I don't know though. Mm. Maybe I'm I don't know. Go for a draw. Yeah, you're gonna go for a draw. I'll maybe go for an away win. Maybe they go for Cork to to step up. I mean, they have to, Cork have to win. Cork can't really afford to drop too many more points. Uh, and this is probably one of the hardest games they have left. And if they drop points here, it's sort of it's just clearing the way for the dog because you're looking at the totally. dog, you're looking at the dog's fixtures and you know that Rovers game and there's not there's not there's not obvious banana skins there for the dog. You know, uh, I should the way things are well. working out. They've got some of the weaker teams away and the better teams mm. at home on the run in, with the exception of going to court. I should mention as well, Bray had a goal disallowed early on, but after that, it was either Pender and Pender and Ellis had one chance each, and one of them was offside, but the other one was a sitter. I think Pender missed the, but Cork's defence just they let them in with little balls in behind very easily, and I Cork to me at the back didn't look anyway. They were, yeah, um, they they don't. Yeah, they, I could see Watford creating chances here so I'm going to go for a draw Okay, and mm. then I'm going to go for Sligo to win in Derry thoughts on that yeah I, I just think that was a big win for Derry just to g- get some momentum going and I suppose it follows on I know they were hammered in Cork and they sounded like they were abject there um, you, you've got a bit of a fondness for the Sligo team now. You've sort of you've gone for them once or twice. I'm just not sure about them. You and know? They just set up quite well. I, I think now Derry's performance in this game not that long ago because Sligo obviously have accommodated Derry a bit with 
Um, yeah. This is one of their 11 games yeah. without a home yeah. game. I, I'm going to go for a, maybe a draw in that game. Yeah, that game. I, 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 it's hard to call because I think Derry upped their game a bit. But um, yeah, Sligo are quite solid. Um, anyway, that was uh, season two, episode 25. You're uh, going to have a good week in Galway? Yeah, looking forward to Galway. Uh, coming back Thursday and very much looking forward to the Dundalk game. Um, I won't and you're be going there. to a festival at the weekend. Going to a festival, yeah, uh, in, in Watford. What's it called? All Together Now. All Together so, Now. So uh, it's, it's been... a tribute to the Everton FA Cup final song. Of the Th- there you are. 90s. It's been suggested that I could rock up to the RSE on Friday night for a little interlude and then uh, back to All Together Now. But uh, enjoy uh, Cyprus. Hopefully the Dundalk lads get the job yeah, done. Yeah, it's, it's the... half four, of course, live on Air Sport on, uh, on, on, on Thursday. So... Um, I hope that actually I've mentioned that to a few people now and they had no idea the game was kicking off at that time. Mm. There's your warning. Is it going to be hot, Dan? Yeah, it is. Um, it's looking like mid-30s. Uh, yeah. It'll be the old Steve Staunton Orlando cap will be out, I reckon. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, there'll be, uh, there'll be some unattractive sort of sights there, but, I would have thought. But bullet to the head, Dundalk will still be in Europe this time next week. <sighs> Oh, I don't know. I, oh, I'm not sure. Just I'm about. Sure. I, I think. I think. I, I do fancy them because of their record of scoring away goals in Europe. But I, I guess I, I was stronger in my conviction they would go through before the first leg. The first leg has planted a few seeds. Like I think these are decent. Um, but just about go through. That's our signal to go, John. It is indeed. Thanks for listening.